they want me to get rid of my dog. Can they do that? I'm being fined for leaving my garage door open too long. What are covenants? Do I have any rights? Help, I feel like I've left the American zone. If you want the answers to those questions, join me, Shoe Bartholomew, and my guests on The Commons every Saturday from 2 to 3 right here on WBR Fairfax Radio. We'll ask the experts and we'll untangle the truth about what's left of our property rights. On the Commons is a weekly radio show dedicated to discussing the many issues surrounding mandatory membership homeowners associations. Join us as we explore this relatively new world of controlled living, which includes condominiums, cooperatives, and both attached and detached single-family homes. Living in a common ownership development means giving up the American dream. It means giving up your constitutional rights and control over your most valuable asset, your home. Living in a homeowners association means leaving the American zone. This is On the Commons, and I am Shoe Bartholomew. Radio Fairfax, joining me back today is Nancy Henschel. Nancy is one of these dynamic ladies who, through fate, I think, has made a huge difference. Um, I went to a Christmas party the other day, and people were talking about Nancy and her dinosaurs here in Virginia at a Christmas party. Nancy, thank you so much. We look forward to learning what's happened and getting caught up with you. Thank you for joining oh, us. Oh, thank you, Shoes. Thank you, Shoes. My pleasure. So you're in the process of moving. I am this very minute. I'm, um, I'm so excited. I, I've been with the HOA, been in an HOA for the first time in my life, 18 years ago, and I've stayed with it because I'm not a quitter, but um, I've, uh, I'm quitting. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with them. I've, uh, I've done all I can do, and now I'm moving out, and it's so peaceful and quiet, so beautiful, uh, not being um, in an HOA where you just wonder what's going to happen next constantly, just bear a lot of tension. So are the dinosaurs? Um, the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs are staying. Um, we've got people lined up that uh, want them in their yard, and uh, they are my neighbors. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm letting the dinosaurs stay, as, you know, maybe for the next couple of years. So they're going around. Uh, they collect uh, fifty dollars for, uh, for. You can have them for three days to a week for fifty dollars, and uh, that goes to the nonprofit of your choice. And in fact, the neighbors will just show me a check of where they've sent their uh their money and then they get the dinosaurs and the dinosaurs will be there for a while and then we just move them a little bit further to the next yard or the one after that and uh that person will donate a little bit of money and uh and we've got i think three four people backed up right now uh that want them and so they're making money for the community and they are wildly infuriating the hoa because um they they don't know what to do they've told me that they cannot be in my yard a day longer or they will find me, you know, like $100 a day. And, um, you know, I've waited for this. I knew that was coming. Uh, but now they just, they just, they're next door now. And uh, then they'll be uh, on the other side of me and then across the street. And, and they're all my, you know, my neighbors are very receptive to it. And they're happy to have them and want them and are willing to uh, donate to their nonprofit of choice. So it's, uh, they'll be there for a while and it'll, the HOA will have to come to terms with uh, the idea that 
uniformity and conformity does not add value to a community. I, you know, I absolutely love it, and you've captured everybody's imagination with that. Do you have any idea roughly how many houses the dinos have visited? Oh, have already visited? Yeah. Um, last we spoke, uh, you know, maybe maybe 10, maybe 10. Um, but they stay for up to a week, so that's, you know, like 10 weeks. Um, wow. And we, you know, we'll, we... Uh, We'll just, and we've got five thousand houses in the community, and so, so they uh, can all have them, huh? They certainly may, and uh, it uh, kind of stimulates the uh, the the giving. You know, people want to give to nonprofits, and uh, it's not a lot, and, and they can give a little bit, and also support uh, a homeowner association that uh, is trying to push for less uniformity and conformity as as something that would would add value. We were talking earlier, and, and the idea that, uh, you know, when, when everyone is thinking alike, no one is, in fact, thinking. And uh, that's something that, that needs to be understood in any, in any environment, certainly in the homeowner association. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. You've got to kick out those boxes. You've got to think outside the box. I mean, how would you ever make progress in the world if you, all you do is the same thing over and over and over again? Yes, and it, it, what frustrates me, and I can't speak for everybody's HOA, but in my HOA, the people that are on the board, I mean, outside of an HOA, they'd probably be good people, but uh, but they're not, um, you know, they're not artists, and they're not uh, they're not people that know a lot about, you know, um, uh, value. Uh, they they can recite the Community Association Institute's mantra of uh, that uniformity and conformity adds adds value and they're protecting property value but that's that's simply not so and the, and the studies are in on that um but they are um you know i guess i was saying saying this earlier and this is not to besmirch the the uh the tupperware people out there because you know we got to have our tupperware but uh if you're going to a um you know you're in a situation where you've got to go to a uh an auction a sotheby's auction you're not going to invite a Tupperware person to come help you at that auction. They're not qualified. And this is what our situation is with our HOA is they're on the board and they're, and they're judging art and they're judging value and they're, and they have the mentality of a Tupperware. They lady. may be Tupperware experts. <laughs> they may be Tupperware experts, but they, they certainly aren't qualified to judge art and value in any other, in any other, you know, place. Uh, and yet they feel like they're, that they will, they will, you know, they insist on, on judging. And they're kind of, they're, they're truly, truly infuriated that I am not asking them to judge, uh, whether or not these dinosaurs should stay. And I'm, and I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to be rude, but, but they're not qualified. You know, the whole concept of the HOA is that you agreed it's a, it's it's a contract, and what the attorneys will tell you is that you agreed to certain covenants and certain rules, and you're changing that, and if you didn't like it, you shouldn't. But the thing is, you never really agreed to anything. Yes, there may be some vague language in the declaration, 
that has generated a lot of lawsuits because nobody really fully understands what it means. You cannot take something vague like you cannot alter the look of your house and mean that you cannot have yellow rose bushes because a yellow rose bush will alter the look of the front of the house or whatever. So nobody actually says yes. And even if you say yes, you're entitled to change your mind because things change. Ah, true. Well, here's here's a situation in my case, because remember I've been here 18 years. Um, we moved from an area that, that didn't have HOAs. I mean, I imagine they did with condos, but we didn't know anything about that, and this was just a, a detached house. Uh, and we moved here, and the real estate agent told us, uh, you know, about the HOA and, you know, just that there was an HOA because in Texas – we don't have zoning, and this is what they, what the realtor told us. We don't have zoning, so in order to to protect your property value, so that there's, a, you know, a big a big dump isn't built next door, you you, and that's not really true. A slaughterhouse, <laughs> right? They, they they, yeah, they put the houses in HOA so that people can protect their property values, and that if I didn't paint my house blue, or purple, I you said pur- blue or purple either one, that um, you know, I'd be fine. Uh, and that was all that was said. I wasn't even given the CCNR. Yeah. Uh, I was told I had to pay for the community stuff, and that I knew that amount of money, and that's like tripled. Um, but that was to go to, you know, the swimming pool and some amenities. Since then, the amenities have um, grown dramatically. All of the amenities are rented out, uh, so that if you want to participate in the amenities, they're usually not available. And we pay almost twelve hundred dollars um, a year, and uh, and the amenities are all money making amenities, but so, and we don't have access to them, and yet we pay all of this money. And that's not the worst of it. The worst of it is um, the laws keep changing. They keep changing mm-hmm. the, the 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 written. I don't know. It's not CCNRs because that's not, but their interpretation of the CCNRs, and. Um, and it keeps changing, and the and the rates just keep going up, 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 and uh, and I'm and I'm not getting value for the for the for the dollar. Um, you know, I've tried to explain to them too, and this is maybe unique to Texas, but uh, in our community, we've got a lot of people that are in their late 40s and and late 50s that are looking looking in the face of retirement, and uh, if the community is not sustainable. I mean, if if they keep increasing, you know, uh, fines and fees and 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 dues, you know, at the rate they have been, people people can't stay there. And if you reach a certain number of people, like say twenty percent of the people decide to move at the same time, um, you really are going to dramatically uh, uh, affect property values um, very destructively. And I don't think they understand that type of demographic, um, that economic demographic uh, dynamic. Well, I think, you know, remember that HOAs were designed not for the homeowner and not to protect your property values. That's just the selling point. But they were designed because local municipalities wanted to raise taxes but didn't want to do so because they didn't want to get the political fallout from doing that. So they mandate HOAs and they say, all right, you've got to have an HOA. The HOA is going to provide 
all of the amenities that your taxes are paying for, we're going to continue taxing you at the same rate. You're going to just pay your extra taxes to the other people and um, to your HOA and get your services through them. And so that somehow has morphed into the fact that, oh, well, you know, this is protecting your property values and you don't want someone building a dump next to you and someone might just put their cars up on blocks. And so they scare you. Or God, heaven forbid that someone would paint their front door red. Oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> and that, I'll tell you, that that still astonishes me that people would generally, I mean, just genuinely enjoy, have this fear of a red door yeah. versus having a fear that uh, someone will, will will foreclose on their property for reapportioned um, uh, payments and uh, or target them because of their uh, race, creed, national, you know, any anything that, that uh, um, you know, the board would want to do. And you think, oh, well, people don't really do that. Oh, oh, yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, the John Birch Society just mutates. It never really goes away. Yes, they yes, do. They, they, they will they do that. They will take away anything. And the thing is that they're allowed through the way the whole thing is set up to target people they don't particularly like. You're, yes. Y- you, you are able to think for yourself, and you're dangerous. That is, it is dangerous. And, and, Chu, here's the problem. You know, I was telling you before, I, I tend to bumble my way through half the things I get involved with, you know. <laughs> we had no idea what we were getting involved with with the HOA. And uh, when, when we were invited to a, to a um, uh, college uh, sweatshirt party back in October or something, some, you know, many years ago now, um, that was a tool to see where people went to school. And I was ostracized from that, from that time on, and I'd only been in the house maybe two weeks because, uh, you know, I went to school in the Northeast and uh, to a, so, you know, considered, you know, a liberal university. And I was, uh, I, I'm telling you, I never heard the end of it, you know. And really? in terms of, uh, I was considered a liberal outsider without having stated one single perspective that was, was liberal or otherwise. Um, so it was kind of a trick, really. And I, like I say, I, I just take people for, you know, for, for straight value. I don't, I don't look for ulterior motives, but it was, it was a trick. It was a trick. And uh, a tiny little cluster of people run the HOA in one way or another. And uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, structural damage is, is, uh, is done uh, in that way. Now, I'll, I'll give you an example of what that looks like. Um, I don't think I've talked about this before because this is rather painful um, and shocking. Um, the HOA some time ago really uh, was was in some ways even worse than they are today, but the good old boy network was ripe, and uh, they found a person who uh, who would do them favors. Uh, as you know, he worked several different police departments because he kept getting fired. Um, but he would do them favors. He would do favors for the HOA. And when I when I say favors, I mean things like fabricate uh, a uh, 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 not a lawsuit, but fabricate a uh, citation against someone for uh, for either you know lo- noise or or um, or, or uh, even assault, even you know aggravated assault. But he would 
he would make up these things. And, uh, and the HOA appreciated it because it really made smooth things along for them to do what they wanted to do. And uh, he was fired from four of four of three of the four law enforcement positions that he held in uh, in, in in Fort Bend in Fort Bend County. And finally, um, he was about to be fired from the fourth one when the the board and uh, some of his good old boyfriends decided to run him for constable. And the HOAs immediately, you know, got behind him, got him elected for constable and uh, then used him, you know, in that capacity. And uh, then the HOA switched boards and, and got a new group of people, and they realized what was going on. You can't really have a loose cannon like that because at some point they stop serving the needs of the HOA and start serving their own needs and kind of bullying the HOA. So half the, board, half the group that got him elected really got upset about it and didn't want to didn't want him there anymore so they're trying to get all this information out on on the fact that he's been fired and why why for stealing evidence fabricating evidence everywhere he worked he did this uh but it didn't work he had already reached a certain level of um public attention i mean public you know uh that he ran for sheriff and now he is the sheriff of fort Bend county and he is not only the least qualified in terms of education and experience, he is also a criminal. And when a good old boy, good old boy network with the HOA, started with the HOA, creates that kind of uh, um, social network and, and work network, a law enforcement network, it's a disaster. It's absolutely a disaster. We put, um, we put um, cameras around our house in the HOA not for not for you know lawbreakers, but so that this person could not come on our property or plant something or or cause some some problems. Uh, we did it just to protect ourselves from the law enforcement. Um, it's a, it's it's see it's it's not just the HOA. It's it kind of spreads out as a disease and then grows from there. It metastasizes. So, uh, I, it metastasizes. Yes, it does. Uh, Yes, it does. And, you know, like I was saying before, though, here I am. I've, we've moved, we're, we're in the process of moving. I've met my neighbors out here. They're all good people, very different from myself. But I'm not a threat to them. They're not a threat to me. And we get a chance to talk and learn from each other. It's really so very different. Well, as I said before we started recording, it, you know, there's the, the balance of power is equal between you and your neighbors. One neighbor is not more important than another neighbor. One neighbor does not have more power than another neighbor, like they do in an HOA. Right. And going so back, refreshing. Yeah, it's you know you're you're just neighbors, and it's great that you have different points of view, because yes. as you as you mentioned, you know when everyone thinks alike, no one is thinking. You know, you can sit there and say, it's cloudy out there, yep, it's cloudy out there. It's sunny out there, yep, it's sunny out there. But, you know, what kind of a conversation is that? No, no. And, uh, and you know, again, our HOA, it's, it is all about conformity and uniformity. Anybody that's thinking needs to get the hell out. You know, they just, it's truly... A place where, uh, and you know, have more than, I mean, I don't know what percentage, a large percentage of the people, you know, they don't buy into that, but uh, 
they don't want to stick their head up because you get your head chopped off. That's the big thing is the fear. We have terrified people. They're getting fined thanks to our stupid legislators and state legislatures across the country who have bowed to the nonsense that CAI has fed them. And they have empowered associations to fine you for no valid reason whatsoever. In your case, is there anything that says you can't have dinosaurs in your front yard? Well, I have to ask them for permission. And, you know, it's been 18 years. Uh, uh, you know, shoot, it's, it's been 18 years. I could ask them. And they probably would say no because they're not art, where, you know, you can put gnomes or whatever else, I mean, whatever they consider, <laughs> whatever they consider, uh, you know, uh, value. Um, but I'm not going to ask them at this point. At this point, it's, it's a matter of come to terms with what's going on here. You've got a power issue. You don't know art, you know, and if you don't know it, you need to either inform yourself about it Make those choices after you're informed or find someone who is informed and stop harassing people. Um, and they have been harassing me for, and they, uh, many times they've made up uh, things that just simply aren't true, that they, that they claim are in the CCNR, just flat out are not true. So I can't encourage people enough to go ahead and read their CCNRs. Um, but no, they would, I'm just not going to ask them if I can have them. I just don't think they're qualified uh, people to be asking about art. Um, <laughs> and also, you don't have a thousand people responding to these dinosaurs just because they're dinosaurs. They're responding because these dinosaurs represent something. They represent an irritant with the HOA. <laughs> and if the HOA can't see that, truly they're blind. <laughs> yeah, I was pointing that out at the meeting that we had that uh, they were deciding on whether or not, um, you know, uh, these dinosaurs could stay. And, uh, and I, uh, I said, you know, a thousand people don't respond to lawn art. This clearly is, is, is something larger than that, don't you think? Oh, no, we don't want to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. We're only talking about the dinosaurs. Um, and yeah, so we'll no, talk they, about the dinosaurs. They, people like them. That's what we're talking about, dudes. Yeah, they like them. <laughs> But why? They like them because it's not uniform. It's not conformity. You know, it is art. It is refreshing. So if the HOA is against that, then you got to look hard at that. There's a story online, and it's called A Flock of Lawn Flamingos. Google it, find it, read it. It is really, really good. And it's about a woman who moved into a townhouse and put in a lot of flamingos in in their front yard. You know, uh, Shu, back in 2006, I thought of doing that and then getting them to, getting the, the, the flamingos to move from yard to yard. And I, uh, I all most got involved in doing that and then I thought you know my neighbors might not like flamingos and then what I don't know and and then a lot of time went by uh when I got these dinosaurs I wasn't thinking about moving them from yard to yard uh you know I I liked them I was going to have them in my yard for a while and 
And then, you know, uh, we've got some commercial property uh, that we were ultimately going to take them to in a couple of years. But um, but for now, you know, I like them. Um, and, you know, I was going to put them in the backyard so I didn't have to chain them down. But I took them out, put them in the front yard because uh, it was late at night. And uh, I'd just gotten back from a long, long cross-country drive. And uh, my husband was in the house, and I kind of wanted him to see them. So I put them in the front yard, and my son went out and then got my husband and said, oh, my God, you wouldn't believe what Mom brought back. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> my husband went out there. So they just happened to be in the front yard when the, when the HOA kind of drove by and went nuts. And I thought, well, by God, now they're not going in the backyard right away. Um, so that's that's how that, you know, kind of accidentally came about. But then but then when people expressed an interest in putting their yard, too, I thought, well, let's just do this. So... And, yeah. and just move them around. Well, going back to the story, it's been a while since I've read it, but I've read it a number of times. Going back to the story, this woman arrives and she puts in all these pink flamingos in her yard, and the president walks by and he says, we have a rule, you can only have a normal number of of uh, yard stuff. And she says, what's a, a normal number? And what's a normal number? Well, a normal yeah. number is two flamingos. And oh, she see. said, yeah. And she said, but in real life, she said, the flamingos flock. There's a lot of them. Well, no, that's it's not normally, normal. Yes. Yeah, that's so not normal. normal. Normally they are in flock. So oh. she says, so you can have, so, you know, so she she led him down this path and turned things around, just made it so that every time he said, no, 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 you can only have two. So she went and had two of something. And he said, you can't have those. Why not? They're two of something. Yeah, but you see, and, and it, oh, every, it. yeah, it's a really, really great story. And I will watch you look at it. I absolutely it's, will. It's called A Flock of Lawn Flamingos. And it's a wonderful story. And it's an old story. It's been out there for a while. I'd love to have her come on. I don't know where to reach her, though. I don't know how I missed that. That is great. I certainly will find it. Um, she sounds like somebody that uh, that thinks, as opposed to just, um, you know, follows this uniformity and conformity plan. You would have loved her. She was an anthropologist who lived all over the place. I mean, she brought stones from Yak, and she, I mean, it, it was just one thing led to another. Um, and then the, the, uh, Yard ornaments c could only be a certain size, except for his Virgin Mary, which was three times you mean you're going to complain about my Virgin Mary. Um, and, I, you know, all kinds of things. And she just took the mickey out of him. And that's pretty much the way that's we good. ought to Yeah, that's pretty much the way we ought to deal with HOAs, is take the mickey out of these people. But, Shu, here's the thing, too. It's just, um, if I weren't, I guess I'm when it really comes to, you know, uh, some things. But it's a, it's, it's a lot of people say, if you don't like it, really, you need to move. No, this is larger than that. Yeah. This, it, it needs to stop. We are so polarized as a country because people have, because we're afraid of people in power positions that can hurt us. And, and then we don't speak up. And we're, we're so polarized today because of this, structure and it's not it's the HOA but it goes beyond that too 
Um, I'm 58, Shu, and, and I've, I've never seen our country so polarized and so structurally easily polarized. I'm sure it has something to do with, um, with this privatizing of everything so that, um, you really don't have a voice. The, you know, the individuals that think differently and think truly more holistically or think at all for that matter, um, you don't, you don't have a voice because people, people that with any sanity is, they're just going to be quiet. <laughs> and that just shows I have no sanity. But, um, well, it, uh, it requires you to go out on the limb and you really put yourself out there. It's so dangerous. And uh, I, I, I understand people not wanting to speak out and just fly under the radar. But doing that is dangerous, too. And I've, that's also dangerous. I've always worried about the kids because we're setting an example for them. What are these kids going to grow up like and be like when... While they're growing up, they're watching their parents terrified of answering the yes. phone, checking the mail, going to the door, talking to the next-door neighbor, participating in anything that happens within the community because they are afraid. Yeah. Because and, they are afraid. And, Shu, here's the, here's the thing that has really caught me. Um, you know... I stopped being afraid when I put up all the cameras, and that helped dramatically. Some of the behaviors that were going on stopped immediately. As soon as someone knows somebody's looking, uh, the, the, the real misbehavior stops. Um, so I guess I haven't been afraid since then, um, but, uh, but it, it kind of goes beyond fear. It's a, it's a tension in your body that's just waiting for what's going to happen next. It's a, it's it probably it's like people that grow up in war zones or something where you just you're so tight you can't relax not even in your own home and uh i was used to it too i was used to it yeah i didn't realize it until i've moved and it's so different now i, I just i didn't realize i was so tight um it's just uh what a relief if people i don't think people realize how i mean they may think oh well you know no it takes its toll on your body well that's what gary solomon's been talking about and that's what his book hoa crisis in america is all about Uh, he's so insightful i don't know how i don't know how i can't i have difficulty recognizing stress and tension when i'm in it only when i'm no longer in it do I realize the full the full scope of the of the stress, the full weight of the stress? And I can tell you, it's monumental. It's monumental. You are constantly in a fight mode, constantly, and uh, um, and it's a tough thing to fight because if you fight in a way like I've seen a lot of people do it, they fight to get on the board, and then they're part of the monster, and then they know it. Um, and so then they get off, and then they fight. The, it's the structure of the beast is what is corrupt. It's not the people as much as the structure of the privatized corporation. It's the, the privatized government. Is it, when it's privatized corporate government. That's, yeah. that's the fascism. That's the corruption. You know, the reason we have them is to give the local municipalities a pass on on taxes, tax dollars. 
So, well, in, in, in Texas, this is, this is huge, and they've seen what a bonanza it is, and they've started to use it in other ways because we claim we have low taxes. First of all, that's not really true. Our taxes are pretty high, uh, but, they, but, but the taxes, along with the municipal, municipal utility district or the LID, these are utility, privatized utility uh, districts that are set up, so that the so that the community the local community doesn't have to fund that with tax dollars fund the development with tax dollars so they set up these things and the HOA they set up this so that it relieves the local government from from funding development you know for the, the infrastructure um, but uh, but it looks like our taxes are low but our taxes once you add in the lids the muds the HOAs and the taxes, uh, my God, we're, we're we're looking like France without the help without, without the universal health care. I mean, the taxes are so where so where do all these taxes go? And they keep growing, dramatically growing. Yeah. Well, they keep growing because the structure is there that makes it grow. You know, I mean, it's it's not going to get smaller. It's not going to get more responsible. It's built to fund itself, not the community to fund the corporate structure. Um, and like I say, in our HOA, you know, it, I forgot what I was going to say, Shu. I'm sorry. Um, in the HOA, it's all, we're talking about taxes, and they're not really low. It's like a, it's like this big, huge vacuum that just sucks every penny out of you from all kinds of different directions, whether it's your HOA or your corp, your taxes, um, your property taxes, your st- or you don't have state taxes, do you? Um, we don't taxes. have state taxes, but our but our our property taxes and our uh, HOA and the lid are just are just huge and just growing um, in a massive way. It just really, really uh, it, it does not seem as though it can be restrained, um, and it's out of it's out of control. And uh, you know the the uh, local. Uh, taxing entities will say, you know, it's not so bad compared to all the rest of the country or whatever. Yes, it is. You've just spun off these private uh, governments, you know. But just remember, we have we have all of these private governments as well. But what what else we're doing here is that we're we're sort of embracing this walkable community nonsense. So any of the older housing that did not have an HOA that maybe had a quarter of an acre, um, they're, they're being ta- rezoned and being taxed at a much higher density. And so the people can no longer afford to pay the taxes and they're selling them to developers who come and tear them down and build these cardboard and scotch tape high-rises call them luxury condos and now you've got all of this tax money that's going so instead of having a little thousand square foot house or 1500 square foot house that's maybe 50 years old on a little bit of land this is what people left the urban cores for Um, now you have high-rises and they're, they're yeah. sort of started million dollars. And when you look at the tax rate that the county charges, and then you still, I, you and know, then you still have to pay your condo fees. 
but that's not serving the community. That's serving no. the developers. That it's actually, using that's serving to run people out. Yeah, that's that's serving oh. the, that's serving the the uh, Fairfax County government. They have not. They've they've increased taxes. Nobody else is getting raises. Nobody else is. You know the the CPI is down to nothing. They voted themselves a twenty thousand dollar annual increase in salary. I mean, it's a part time job. They have other jobs because you see they're they're working so damned hard. So it's a twenty thousand dollar increase, which is more than a twenty percent raise. I don't know how many people in Fairfax got a 20% raise last year. A lot of people are making less than they were. And so the wow. Yeah, so I mean it, it's the government, it's the the developers are not don't have clean hands, but there's so many people and they brainwash the citizens. Oh, isn't this nice? We're going to give you walkable communities. You don't have to drive. Now they want to charge $35 a day for you to use a, a road, a toll, to put a toll oh, road. Oh, yeah, that's privatized. Yeah, to, that's true. Yeah, no, it's it's the state that's doing it. And we're going to charge you to take this road that's, a, that's an interstate, and we're going to... You know, we're going to put a toll on there, and you're going to have to pay $35 a day to drive downtown to go to work and come home again. I just, I, it's it's overwhelming. I'm, I'm, I, I, I you know, I've heard it, I've heard it said that, that people, that people are herd animals. And I, when I first heard that, I thought that was, that was a little much, um, you know, a little overstated perhaps. But when you can scare, when you can entice people into a walkable community, when you can entice them on one hand with a walkable community, and then make them fear a red door so much that they're willing <laughs> to give up their protection of their homestead, you know, and that it gives someone the right to steal their homestead for reapportioned payments or you know put on a put on a payment plan. Uh, for you know, and their their backdoor ways of of still doing that uh, 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 deal where they where they get some crazy fine and then and then negotiate a settlement with you and then and then put you on a payment plan and then steal your property. I mean, they're they're it's designed that way. It's certainly in Texas. So I, I, it's it's mind boggling to me that people would still keep saying, "What about that red door? Yeah. It's going to bring down your property value." Yeah. When there are real things in the world to fear, yeah, they're real things, but a red door's not one of them, yeah. not even close. But you see, people um, don't think for themselves. They haven't had to think for themselves. Somebody is thinking for them and telling them all this stuff. Nobody says, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> what have you been smoking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you need to do that. Uh, yeah, and I think I think probably with this whole you know uproar as it was with uh, with these dinosaurs. I think maybe people are opening up their eyes a little bit and saying, "Wait a minute," you know. Uh, I hope so. I I, I hope so. Because um, I'm going to still be at it. I I do have a another a rental property in the in a general the same general area, and uh, I'm you know and I've got a little trailer that can easily carry a couple of dinosaurs. Um, 
well, one at a time anyway. <laughs> and um, and I'm, I've got no reason when I'm not out grocery shopping to move dinosaurs around. Uh, and I'm going to, not, not because it's completely, um, you know, uh, uh, anger, residual anger on my part, but, but I think a great deal of it is if we don't collectively start addressing the idea that conformity and uniformity and, and fear of your neighbor does not create property value, then, then we are truly, truly lost. We really, whether we live in a homeowner association or not, have got to address the dangers of, uh, and, and really the destructive nature of, um, of, of fascism, of, um, uh, privatized, uh, government. I mean, that's, that, that by definition is fascism. Uh, it's, it's, it's dirty business. Um, and you can't make it clean by becoming a fascist. You just, you, you can't. No, you can't. And, um, I, I think it's good that we're talking about this because I think people need to understand that they've got to stop. You know, the only person who can protect you is you. The only person who can make sure that your kids grow up in a healthy environment is you. And in order to do that, you have to make sure that you are healthy. And you yep. said that you yep. had not realized just how much stress you were under until you moved out. Well, no. you're right, because mm-hmm. in, in everything, it's incremental, and you sort of get used to it, and you accept it, and it grows, and it gets, you know, you get bogged down, and you don't realize, and you don't understand. Right, you adapt, and you adapt, and you and you deal yeah. with it, and you, and you voice your frustrations and all, but, you know, um, I, you know, I'm... I'm yeah, it's um, it's enormously destructive. Individually, it's it's destructive. Shoe, individually, it's most definitely destructive to your mind and body, but collectively, so much more so, so much more so. I mean that it pits communities, people against each other, yeah. and large communities against each other. It's not sustainable. It's so destructive. Not just not just financially, and believe me, financially it is certainly destructive. Destructive, but in terms of um socially is just dramatically destructive. Well, I I, I hate using the word community when you talk about these HOAs because it kills community. An HOA will kill community faster than you can say Jack Robinson. We'll give you an example. I've moved out to a community, and uh, a real community, and um, we're, you know, I'm here, I've just, just, just come out here, and people have come up and driven up, and, well, how are you, you know, what's, when you, when, when you're, when are you actually, you know, moving, moving here to stay here, and, because I'm doing a slow move, um, and they, uh, they want to know, you know, what's going on, who's, who's, you know, how many in the family, and all this, uh, that never happened at the HOA. I think people were were terrified that well this person might be on the board they might you want to you want to lay low you don't want to um, get to know them unless you know them and uh, you know and then I, then I decided after about a week I I just go out and collect you know take go go with a, a measuring cup and ask for a cup of sugar just to just to meet somebody <laughs> right I went to eight nine houses no one answered the door people they people truly are afraid. To answer the door. Now I'm yeah. not sure why that's the case. Yeah. You know, maybe it's in affluent communities. People are afraid to answer the door. Anyway, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. 
but uh, but they were they were they, I, no one answered the door. Yeah, no. This and is, I, I know they were home. This is this is why I was this is why I was saying I'm sort of really worried about kids who grow up in this kind of an environment. What are we creating? What are we doing to our kids? When I, I have to tell you, I think it's I think it's far more destructive than people realize, and it really it's um, the HOAs bad as they are are kind of like a poison pill that affects in a, a much larger group of people than just the people in the community. I mean, it's really a uh, powerfully destructive uh, 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 force, um, structure. Um, I just have nothing, nothing, nothing good to say about it. Uh, so, you know, I would, uh, if my if somebody has a car jacked up, you know, in their driveway and they're, and they're fixing their car, um, that might, to me, mean Wow, you know, if I get into a situation and my battery goes dead, I'm gonna knock on that door. They yeah. might, you know, they might be able to help me out. Yeah. I mean, that's what it means to me. It it, it means these people are talented in some way. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I don't, you know, or the red door might be like, well, you know, we can't all think alike, kind of thing. Maybe I wouldn't think my door red, but God bless them, you know, I, I, whatever. But but it, people's differences are what creates communities. I mean, that's what. You know, our, everybody's got different talents, different, uh, you know, it's what creates communities. And I think in our, in our HOA, uh, they don't, they, they really don't, they've got a problem with labor. You know, any trailers, anything that denotes labor in the community, they really poo-poo that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's because uh, the, the HOA really wants to hire labor from outside and does not want people doing labor uh, for themselves because uh, uh, that would interfere with the Community Association Institute's, you know, lock on the community. I, I'm speculating. I, I can't know that for sure. But I do know that um, you can't even have a sign on your car that says, you know, you sell Mary Kay or something, you know, or Tupperware or whatever. You, can't, you know, you can't have a little <laughs> magnet sign on your car. And... Uh, but that's been written I, you know. in declarations for ages. I mean, they they started this fear of anything that anything that's a little different. I mean, oh my God, that's going to mean that you're actually working for a living, and we can't have that. We I can't know. have that. So odd. It yeah, is that's so odd. It is. But you know, figure out. And these are the attorneys who wrote them. I mean, they blame the, the um, they bl- always blame the uh, developers, but a lot of develop I I don't know I don't think a lot of developers really care. They care that they're going to build something and it's going to be look good while they're selling in there. Right, right, but, right. You know why would they care once they've left? I live in an old. Well, they develop- care when they turn it over to a bunch of yahoos that don't understand the history. Or the purpose for, uh, you know, for doing something. I well, that sort of I'll tell you, it reminds me of a. It, it reminds me of a story. Shoot, you got just a minute for a quick story. I'll try to make it quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, there's a great grandmother and a grandmother and the mother and then the child all having Thanksgiving dinner together. And the um, the uh, the the daughter, the you know, uh, the mother, the, the mother starts uh, chopping the ends off of the roast. And putting it in this big old pan, and uh, 
and her daughter, the, the youngest one, asks, why are you chopping the ends off that roast? And uh, the mother says, well, you know, I'm, because my mother did it. And um, and she asks her mother, and her mother says, you know, I don't because my mother did it. And they finally asked the great-grandmother, and the great-grandmother said, listen, I had a really small pan, and it would burn the ends of roast. <laughs> and uh, you guys haven't had a small pan, none of you. So stop cutting the ends off the roast. <laughs> and, I, and I think with the HOA, look, there may have been a purpose for the developer. This our property's twenty twenty years out of the out of the developer's hands. We need to stop cutting the ends off the roast. I lo- I love that analogy. Well, in my HOA, which is a really really old one, they actually um, had something in the covenants that said that you had to get prom- or you couldn't change the color of your house for a period of four years from when they when they uh recorded the declaration because that was the period that the developer planned on being there and planned on developing but once the developer was gone the developer really didn't care if you changed the color of your house sure why should he why should anyone care you know i mean i'm if you've ever been to charlton battery row Oh my goodness! These are the most expensive houses in Charleston. Yeah. They're pink and blue and yeah. sea blue and green. Yeah, you know what yeah. we're worried about. It makes me wonder if it's not if it, if color is a pseudonym for something else we're trying to keep out. You know what I mean? I, I mean, don't know what they're I, I, Yeah, I, I I do realize that sometimes I just I'm, I'm just grasping at straws for logic and reason where none exists. But uh, you know, you can only you can only you know speculate what what this horrible fear of a red door or a blue house maybe maybe there are other issues in, involved well the other thing too is when they come in and when they started handing you little paint chips and saying that this is the only color you can have what you've done basically is dated that community so when you go oh, in true. that's true when you go in and you walk into a house and there's a turquoise refrigerator you, there you go you know it's, it's like a it's a hundred years old well they've recently in our community they not community our hoa they recently uh put a group of people together a couple more people i might add together to determine what the new color uh, uh should be new colors new updated colors would be appropriate now, these are not people that are artists. These are not people that are qualified <laughs> to be doing this, you know, and it's my damn house. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not calling in an interior Tupperware decorator to be making those choices. You know, you don't go in and tell people how how, many, how to have uh, use their Tupperware or how to store it or how, how to buy it or no, anything. You know, leave them alone. They can figure it out, and if they can't and they need help, they'll come and ask you. But until then, just well, there you go. They'll pro- come ask you if they need help. Otherwise, it would be gauche. It would be gauche to do that. <laughs> you just never would. And yet, and yet they they expect that we, in fact, will not package up our, you know, our, until we do get instructions from. That's completely crazy and inappropriate. I, I don't, you know, I I want to get some of um some of Gary Solomon's books. And actually, uh, give them uh, to my my board. They they need them because I don't think I don't think they're entirely. In, I think some of their their gaucheness is just not being educated and being caught up in this uh, you know this power trip and and really not not being not understanding that they're being played by the industry. And uh, 
I think that would be helpful to them, I would hope. Well, you know what? His his book, which I think is phenomenal, is uh, HOA Crisis in America. It's yes. online and it is free. So if you can get them to sit down and watch it, there's a lot of humor in there. Sit okay. down and listen to it. Sit down and read it. It is one of the most creative books that I have ever seen. It is amazing. Fantastic. It is amazing. Fantastic. Just make sure. Yeah, it's HOACrisisinamerica.com. All right. I've, I've pulled it up. I haven't started reading it yet, but I've pulled it up. I know I've gotten, I'm to the part where it's got the clock. Yeah. And uh, you can go to different chapters. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to sit down and, and get that done. It's, uh, um, but, yeah. I need, but I need, for people that are caught up in it, especially board members, would do them very good to take, to take a look at that. Offer the board members. Offer the board members a chance to host the dinosaurs. Has any board oh. member hosted the dinosaurs yet? No, they haven't. But um, but um, you know, there might be one or two that that I'm. Not, we got some good strategy, Shu. You're thinking I need to call you and get some insight into this. That's a that's a good strategy. I love talking to you. I always I always enjoy <laughs> talking to you. But absolutely, I mean. Ask them to do it. They probably won't because they don't want to break away from the board herd. But no, one or two might. One or two might. We have a big board. One or two might. You know, just listen. say, listen, you know? it's going to cost you 50 bucks, and sure. I'd love to be able to bring my dinosaurs over. Right, right. I love it. I, I think the more the, the uh, anti-HOA movement works together in 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 coming up with creative ways of, of, of dealing with it uh the better because that uh you know that's a that, that may be a great tool absolutely no i i wondered if anybody had come up and said hey i know i'm on the board but yeah. you know um, i would really love to host the dinosaurs it does speak loudly they do speak loudly yeah they do. yeah and they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. And they look so beautiful in your yard. Are you keeping the house or are you selling it? I am selling it. Um, and uh, the only thing I'll have, uh, you know, is, is uh, you know, the dinosaurs out there. I mean, going from house to house. And uh, But, you know, people know me. And um, I'm happy to keep that going. I, I, I kind of need to keep it going. It helps me deal with uh, my PTSD, uh, HOA uh issues although i gotta tell you just moving out of it just is is whoo i didn't know how stressed i was yeah no i no, i i i hear you i hear you people don't realize just what it's like to be under stress all the time but um and it took you getting out to realize and i wonder it. how many how many people that have just kept their head down not to be noticed how many of those people are feeling enormous amount of stress too that haven't even been all targeted, but just fear being targeted? All of yeah, them. Yeah, that's, mess, that's all unbelievable. Of them. That's why the, yeah. a lot of them will not will not speak out, will not defend their you know their neighbors who are targeted. They're just terrified. I mean, it, everybody yeah. is living under stress. But you know, Shu, the thing is though, is uh, when someone is being targeted, um, and you don't speak up. I mean, you don't have to be a religious leader to know this, uh, but you're not safe either. No, you're Whenever not. Whenever anybody is not safe, 
that means you're not safe either. You're allowing so, something like that to continue, yeah. and you can't do that. Nancy, I hope you'll oh. come back sometime soon. Good luck. Thank you Shoot, so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Listen, thank you so much for all you do, um, and it's been my pleasure. Please check out our website at onthecommons.us. On the Commons is produced by OTC Multimedia Productions. Well, I finally bought my dream home to enjoy retirement life. I've made new friends and buddies, lots of parties for my wife. It seemed that life was perfect, all my neighbors felt the same. Then along came death by CCRs, life's over, I'm fair game. Those petty rules and regulations, it's enough to make you cry. They're full of woes, no pink flamingos, someone tell us why. Slick managers and lawyers slither close, but they won't tell. Why our dream home should remind us we bought a one-way ticket to hell. Now there's lots of open meetings close to Justice 4HO. Those arrogant board members say what they want you to know. The CAI and ULI will help you lose it all. But I wouldn't sell that dream home yet, the writing's on the wall. Those petty rules and regulations, it's enough to make you cry. They're full of woes, no pink flamingos, someone tell us why. Slick managers and lawyers slither close, but they won't tell. Why our dream home should remind us, we bought a one-way ticket to hell. Well, we're not afraid or stupid, all your threats mean nothing here. Time marches on, soon you'll be gone, united we'll be there. So put your rules and CCRs up where the sun don't shine. And enjoy those precious golden years, stop messing around with mine. Those petty rules and regulations, it's enough to make you cry. They're full of woes, no pink flamingos, someone tell us why. Slick managers and lawyers slither close, but they won't tell. Why our dream home should remind us, we bought a one-way ticket to hell.